Hi, honey. My name is Travis. I'm a psychic medium, and this is Psychic Happy Hour, a podcast designed to help you along your spiritual journey while having a few laughs along the way. Join me and some of my special guests as we dive into various topics around life and what lies beyond. I'm so excited that you're here. Let's go ahead and get started with this week's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Psychic Happy Hour. I'm very excited to introduce my next guest for this amazing conversation. We have medium Jen Stump, the founder of Glow Spiritual Healing, located in Puyallup, Washington. Jen, welcome to Psychic Happy Hour. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure connecting with you, Travis. I'm so excited to be here. I feel like the first time I saw you on Instagram, because like Instagram is how we meet people now, right? Um, I feel like the first time I saw you on Instagram and then I found out you were local to the Washington area. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to know this person. Um, And so uh, Jen and I actually met in real life, you guys, because we we can do that now. Um, we met in real life for coffee last week. And I have to tell you, Jen is probably one of the most magical people that I've met in a while. And I'm so excited to introduce her to you all today. And today's conversation, we're going to talk about mediumship. We're going to talk a little bit about quantum healing and just some of our own personal healing journeys and stories along the way in regards to mediumship. So, um, Jen, tell everyone you know, I know, but tell everyone how you got into mediumship. Yeah, I think um, years ago I had a psychic attack and that was a game changer for me. I ended up seeing a a spiritual healer and uh, she changed my whole outlook on angels and helpers coming through. Wait, 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 wait. What is a psychic attack? What happened? I need to know. I need to know all of this. Okay. Yeah. Well, I started having issues with heartburn really bad. And so I would even be driving and I'd close my eyes and I would see this black haired woman choking me, choking my neck. And I thought, what the heck is this? This is so weird. And I had gone to a couple different ENTs to get some second opinions. What's going on with me? They actually, they had put me on two different types of medications. They scoped me, you know, they threw a camera down there. They're like, it looks fine. It looks totally fine. I'm like, I'm going to tell you right now, I can't keep food down. It's not fine. Something is wrong. And this woman's face, I could see her. I mean, it was, it was pretty nasty and everybody thought I was nuts. And so when I, I finally reached out to my counselor and was like, you might think I'm freaking out there too, but there's something wrong with this situation. I don't even know what this is. And she goes, oh, I know who you can talk to. So uh, she put me in contact with a healer who did SRT, spiritual response therapy down in Sedona, Arizona. And we got into contact. And after I talked to her, it was like, boom, I was totally off my meds. I was 100% healed. In fact, I felt like totally empowered. It was so weird. Like I wanted to start a business like right then and there. I had some ideas and even my husband was like, what is happening? Just take a step back and just breathe and just let this all soak in. Okay. I, who is this woman? How did this happen? 
Yeah. Yeah. So it turns out that SRT spiritual response therapy, which I've actually taken the full course for it's not my gig opened a lot of doors for me, but, um, it turns out what, um, she was doing was coming back into this lifetime. She was from a past life Uh and my family wronged her family. This is what all ended up coming up and out during this session. Um, so my family was super religious and she was, uh, witch like, um, very witch like in her family and cast spells, good, bad, whatever. Well, my family had burned her family. And so she was coming back for paybacks in this life. And, uh, I think I was also in a really stressful time of my life because when your vibration is real low and real down, it allows for fear to take over. It really allows that, that dark world to step into your world. And that's exactly what happened. Wow. So I knew what, I knew what psychic attacks were, but I didn't realize that it could be that impactful. Oh yeah. I had some serious physical ailments. uh, And I remember when I was connecting with this healer in Sedona, she had told me you have the ability to connect with your angels. And I thought, I don't even care about that right now. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. So um, it got to the point to where I was like, okay, now I feel really good. What the heck was that? And then um, throughout my pregnancies, I had a lot of weird things happen to me. A lot of visitors coming through. I felt like that veil was very thin during my pregnancies. And then in when I, I graduated hygiene school and all sorts of other stuff snowballed, And I started having like crazy wild dreams. My hands turned just neon blue and I was doing healings on people and all sorts of things were coming through. And I was secretly purchasing a whole bunch of books on Amazon of like, I think I'm psychic. What do I do about this? (laughs) I thought I was purchasing these. I was like thinking my husband will never know. And I didn't know he was getting all the same emails of every purchase and all the things. Uh It was pretty funny. And so when I kind of like came out of the closet, like I knew I was going to, I knew I was going to open a spiritual business. I knew all these things. I knew I would leave hygiene and it just so happens during COVID. I had already had my business license before COVID, but then when COVID hit, everybody was scrambling and I was able to take a deep breath and build a website and figure out what this really was. And then it's just grown and blossomed since. Yeah. And you just stepped right into it. You were like, okay, I'm a medium now. This is it. Well, yeah. You know how scary that is to tell all your childhood friends that you connect with the spirit world and it's scary. Oh, honey, I've come out twice in my life. Once as a gay man and then the other time as a medium. So I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I can't, I mean, yeah, you, you, you're very strong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I, I will say, I tell this joke all the time, but I'm like, you know, coming out as a medium was a lot easier than coming out as a gay man because I came out in like 2001 in Ohio. Like, so this was a lot when I told people out here and now I live in the Pacific Northwest and now I tell people I'm a medium and they're like, that's amazing. Right. So uh, I get told I'm going to hell a lot less for this than being gay. So there's that. Um, Yeah. 
Yeah, it is something that's a, a little more accepted. I think uh, the older we get, you know, it's not as taboo. And I think being gay is like being totally accepted, especially on yeah. the West Coast. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you're probably this is a great time for you to be alive, actually. So. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's been nice to kind of see all of this collective healing around some of those topics. And while, you know, we still have a long way to go, it's still really great to see, at least here uh, uh, in our country, for sure. Um, So when you were, so just kind of going back into the mediumship journey. So what was your first experience like when you connected to spirit? And so for those listening who may not be sure what mediumship exactly covers, and so so this topic can kind of be debatable. I, Jen and I share the same kind of thought process with mediumship as a lot of other practitioners, but mediumship is connecting to anything in the spirit world, such as angels, loved ones in spirit, spirit guides. And um, so Jen, when you were having that first connection, what was that like for you? Well, the first connection that really blew me away was there were a couple sightings in my house from our friends seeing ghosts Mm. and I was scared to death. I was in Mm. uh, junior high, ninth grade to be exact. And I remember thinking, please, I cannot see you. I cannot see you. I have been scared my whole life growing up in this house. I grew up on a big, uh, in a big house on Lake tops area. Mm -hmm. I was scared to death to see what they had seen. And so, um, I had a dream that night, my little angel buddy came to me and my great grandmother, my dad's grandma came to me and she just glided right over and walked kind of up the stairs and right up to me. I was sitting on my sofa in my dream And this beam of light came down and she telepathically was talking to me about how she had been with me for many years, protecting me and all the people that were with her. See, I'm getting goosebumps right now. Ah, All the people that were with her were doing the same and helping. And it was just full of love. And it didn't really hit me. I mean, I used to tell people about that. It didn't really hit me until years later, I was cleaning my house and I had like I don't know, good morning America on or something in the background. And there was a gentleman who was a neurosurgeon who crossed over on the spirit world for two weeks or whatever, when he, um, when his, he went brain dead and he used to tell his patients, Hey, don't, don't, that's just, you know, it's just science and stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, I had this on in the background and I heard him say, but this woman talked to me telepathically. And I swear when I was doing the dishes, I just about dropped a glass and I thought he had the same experience as I did. I didn't really realize the significance of it until right then. And, um, that was, that was pretty cool. So that was, yeah, that was very different. That's when I really realized like, okay, there's something to this. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I remember one of my first experiences. I would, my grandparents had this big, old, beautiful house and um, I would go there and I could just feel the energy of this house, whether it was residual energy or just energy of loved ones there. You know, Um, I would, I would go up to this one little room and I had like my friends in that room and I would read books in there, but they were friends that like, you know, no one else could really see. Right. And so, but I thought that was like normal. 
because I'm thinking they're like imaginary friends, which I think a, my personal feeling is that a lot of kids that have imaginary friends, it's their guides, it's loved ones, it's angels, right? It's not just something that's being made up. It's a real true energy that kids are feeding into or feeling. I mean, and so, um, so yeah, super similar. And then when I was growing up, I remember turning on the TV and seeing John Edward mm -hmm. on, he was on like Oprah or something and seeing this guy who could talk to spirit. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> but so I've always kind of kept that tucked into the back of my mind uh, that that was a possibility. So um, that's awesome. I love that alignment there. That's cool. Yeah, that's there's so much to be said about going back and you probably do this too, right? Yeah. Going back and actually paying attention to all the details that happened to us as kids. Yeah. I mean, there were so many things, including yeah. helpers, angels coming through for us. I mean, I remember lots of dreams. That was a safe, a safe place for them to connect with me in, in dreams. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I've always had insanely vivid dreams. I don't remember a time where I never had where I didn't dream or I didn't wake up from like a really wild dream where I was talking to other people and having conversations and, you know, so, um, yeah, I, it's, it's wonderful to, and it's wonderful to see people kind of coming out of the woodwork now, just kind of sharing their experiences and stepping into their gifts. And, um, it's really awesome. I think it's one of my favorite that, not that I have many favorite things that came out of COVID. That's going to sound terrible. But one of my favorite things that kind of came from everyone taking some time to be still and tapping into their own healing and awareness is all of these people discovering like, oh my gosh, I actually have these really great spiritual gifts that I had no idea about. Um, and to see psychics and mediums and healers and light workers just start to have more of a presence on social media, or maybe that's just my algorithm, but to see all of these wonderful people step into their light and their power and use that to help other people on their healing journey is very inspiring. Yeah, I've run into that too. In fact, years ago, when I started offering readings, there's a handful of people that I looked at and I thought, why am I doing this for you? You should be doing this for me. And a couple of females that came in and uh, one of them actually works with me now, Carly, which is so crazy. I remember looking at her and I just thought, you are so talented. You can connect with animals and wow, what are you doing with your life right now? You know, you should be doing this. Yeah. And so it's um, pretty cool. And it's just, there is more and more people each week that I talk to that they're like, what's going on with my hands, Jen? Why do I feel all this sensation in my body or what is happening in my dreams? And what does this mean? And so, yeah, more people are bringing all of this stuff to the surface. It's cool yeah, to see. It, it is cool. Um, on the note of, you know, just mediumship and that playing a role in people's healing, how has stepping into your own mediumship helped in your, in your own healing journey? Well, yeah. I mean, I think I don't, I, I, I don't get as upset anymore. Mm. I don't take things so seriously because I feel like we're all playing this role, right? Mm -hmm. We're playing a role in our own game and we can manifest things. Mm -hmm. We can 
we can release attachment to people that are weighing heavy on our hearts and minds for, for, you know, tough times through, through all the hard times. I think that, um, you know, for me, I think it made me realize that I've, I found new purpose in my life. You know, it's, it's not just about talking to the spirit world, but honestly, you're opening up healing for so many people. You're giving them some food for thought. You're giving them comfort. I see children coming out of the woodwork and their gifts are, are becoming more accepted Mm -hmm. to my own kids. You know, when my kids were really little, I wasn't even in this zone in this frame of mind. And I remember thinking, Oh, you didn't see that or spooky, spooky or kitty. She would not have come to you. You know, I think you're just dreaming that, you know, Mm -hmm. I remember thinking, gosh, how many times did I, shoot them down for their gifts coming through. And so that doesn't happen anymore. Things have changed, I think, in how I deal with emotions and how I teach them to calm their hearts, calm their bodies down. I have a routine every night. It's called relax your body. And you just breathe out and you relax from your feet all the way up to your head. And they ask for relax the body every single night now. And they have for years. Yeah. But it's just cool to teach meditation and to teach to to allow that in our lives. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. And, you know, on a similar note in my own journey, what I've learned is that, you know, when you're working for spirit, uh, you have to show up fully authentic. You have to show up doing the work. I think that was like one of the things that I thought like when I was becoming a medium, I'm like, how can I do this when like my life is like a mess right now? Yeah. Like who am I to help other people? Right. And, uh, and I think that's a little bit of that, you know, fearful mind imposter syndrome stepping in. Right. Because if you weren't able, I firmly believe if that, if you weren't able to do this work and do it well, it wouldn't become a calling within you because this isn't like a job where you can just be like, Oh, I'm just, I'm just going to go be a medium today right? Like that's, doesn't quite work like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, for me, it's, you know, I had to get really comfortable with my own tough stuff and do the shadow work and do the healing and keep going to therapy and keep committing to being a little bit better than I was yesterday. And I don't think that if I had stepped into this work, I wouldn't have done as much healing and rapid succession as I've done over the past couple of years that I've been doing this, not only just as my passion, but also as my chosen career as well. And I think that sometimes that can be um, missed or not emphasized, I think, enough sometimes in this work that you've got to be doing your own work or you are going to get your ass handed to you. (laughs) Oh, for sure. I totally, I absolutely a thousand percent agree. I mean, the healing, the dark night of the soul that it's for real. Yeah. So I've been there. I, I, I mean, during that psychic attack and, and, uh, before that time as well, going through so many years of, of counseling and healing and lots of childhood stuff that had to surface and come up and out because I feel like 
when all of that comes up and out, I mean, and there's always something that we can work on, right? And better mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ourselves in our situation. It's a work in progress. That's what I say. But when you acknowledge your own stuff, then then it's a lot lighter and you feel lighter and lifted in order to help others. And I think, you know, I also feel like we were given really tough lives. I say we, I'm just going to throw you in here with me. Sure. <laughs> okay. Um, but I think we were given these tough childhood um, lives or whatnot in order to have a lot of empathy for other people, uh, in order to be able to connect to so many people in so many different ways and forms, right? So all of it is so beautiful. It really is. And, you know, I think that like that dark night of the soul portion, as much as it doesn't sound appealing, I think there's so much amazing growth that happens there, especially in the deprogramming of who you thought you were. Oh, yeah. And the shedding. (laughs) Yeah. And just that shedding, right? And the the beautiful grief that comes from that, because I don't want to take away the fact that there is a grieving process in that, right? When you realize that a lot of the things you've believed about yourself good or bad, probably a lie or not true or not who you are anymore, at least. And what's not in alignment with you. And so grieving the loss of that, I think can be a very powerful transformative experience if you allow it to be. Yeah. Allowing is my biggest thing. I I talk to clients about that all the time. You have to allow yourself to release. Mm -hmm. You have to allow yourself to receive healing as well. Yeah. You know, it goes both ways. It's it tough. Sometimes. And it's, you know, we're not perfect. Like, you know, when we were talking at, at Starbucks the other day, it's like, man, we're human too. Things happen, things come up and you just, we have to work through them as well. Yeah. I know. It's so funny. I'll talk with clients and they'll be like, gosh, you just must be like, so just level-headed and, and I'm like, listen, honey, it's, I just meditated for 40 minutes. I've had like mushroom coffee today with no caffeine. I am calm right now, but like, let me tell you, like, I will, I do have moments that they're, they're less and less. And I find they're less and less as I've done my own work around anger and rage and shame. And, but, you know, like I still sometimes will, you know, cuss someone out in traffic and then, you know, and, and you know, just human. Which yeah, is funny because you're like, you're like crazy human, right? Like you're like a mom, you've got, you know, like a husband, you yeah, know, I married my high school sweetheart. And I mean, there's always ups and downs, but we're very fortunate to have grown together. I'm so incredibly fortunate. And my kids, I mean, God, I'm, I'm, there's always something coming up always today. Yeah. The bus was an hour and a half late dropping them off. Mm. So seeing clients here at the house and just waiting yeah. for them, you know, it's like, okay, what is going on? Where are my children? I mean, there's always something. Yeah. That's so funny. I think sometimes it's like, I think sometimes the misconception about mediums or psychics can be that, you know, that we're like these like oracles that live sequestered and, you know, we only see clients. That's like our only human interaction. And we, you know, we're these mystical beings and I'm like, look, babe, I'm going to do these readings. And then like, I'm probably going to go to Starbucks and then like, I'm going to the gym and I'm just living my life. I'm going to go to target today, probably like, you know, um, but on the note of just, you know, mediumship and clients, do you have a memorable story from a session or an event that stands out to you that you would like to share? 
Yes, about a year ago, this, I will never, ever, ever forget this story. About a year ago, I had a woman come in, uh, in her probably mid seventies. And she sat down, she'd never seen a medium before. And we had done a prayer protection, we started recording her session. And there was a young gentleman in his 40s that was down on one knee and just begging for forgiveness. I'm so sorry that I left you so soon. And again, look at I get these bumps. It's like, oh, it's so overwhelming. It's so beautiful. And um, he, I heard gunfire, I heard um, kind of a war time. There's different things that run through my body when I read. Mm -hmm. It's different, obviously, as you know, for every single session, it's different. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you taste things or hear things or smell things or knowings and see a lot. I see a lot. Mm -hmm. But I saw him and he was holding her hand and he was just expressing how sorry he was and just tears running down his face. Mm. And then he showed me a notebook and to me, it looked like a pretty large notebook. And I started reading word for word, what was in the notebook. It was wild. Mm. And it was about 30 minutes of me just being in the zone and telling this woman everything that was coming through and word for word, I opened my eyes and I said, how are you doing? Are you okay? And she looks right at me. She goes, well, you're wrong. It wasn't a large notebook. It was a small notebook. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, okay, but I don't even remember what I had said. It was some love poem or something in it that he had written to her. And I literally read the four lines that were on that notebook word for word. She goes, the craziest thing is he's, this is my husband and he passed away in his forties from a sudden heart attack, a widow maker, as uh, you, uh, some would say. Mm -hmm. And um, she said she, two days before our session, her and I together, she got the shoebox out that had all these pictures and everything in it. And she found a little tiny little pocket notebook that mm -hmm. she had never seen before. She says, mm -hmm. I have no recollection of ever seeing this before. And sure enough, there was only like three pages written on it. Little love mm -hmm. poem. She goes, that was actually word for word. One of the poems in that notebook. That's beautiful. It was, it was pretty wild. I will never forget it. It was so healing for her. It allowed him to release and mm -hmm. do other things. You know, mm -hmm. I think there's a sense of healing that needs to happen. Even in the spirit world, they bring through helpers and they bring mm -hmm. through people who need healing more than our sitter does at times, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. Their agenda is always different than what we think it is, but that That's was a beautiful, beautiful experience. Yeah. That's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah, how about oh, God. You know what? One of my favorites is it actually just happened a few weeks ago. I feel like every couple of weeks I get one that's like my new kind of favorite story to tell. And this one was powerful because so, you know, like you, I experience things not only mentally, but in my physical body as well. And it's not painful. It's just light sensation, right? Like if somebody had a heart attack, I'm going to feel just a light pressure in my chest. It's nothing, you know. I'm not like in physical pain during it, which I'm very thankful for. Um, probably because my spirit guys know I would quit if that, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I wouldn't, but, but, um, 
the, uh, but I've never had anything. I've never personally had an experience with clients where an electronic device went off during the session. So my home is set up. I've got my office and my bedroom on the second floor and I have an Alexa in my bedroom. And so I'm talking to this client, her, both of her parents have transitioned over into non-physical. We're connecting in with them. I'm giving her information just to, you know, just as we do, right. Just like, oh, this is who we're chatting with. And here's some things about them and we're going through. And then she goes, you know, I just, that's all beautiful. And she was like, you know, and I'm so thankful that they showed up today because I was really hoping they would, because, you know, we don't have control over who shows up, but she goes, you know, I just miss them saying hi to me. My Alexa, I kid you not, my Alexa in my bedroom, I hear the bloop, bloop, turn on. And then she goes, hi. And the client heard it and I heard it. And we were both staring at each other. I hadn't said that, like I hadn't said the name Alexa. It was because I am, I am loud, right? Like I'm just a loud person, but um, there was nothing that would have triggered that. And we're both sitting there and she goes, wait a second. That's been happening in my house all week. She was like, it happened. It started happening three days before our session. What? Yeah. Of, of, of Alexa saying of her hi. Alexa's popping in and saying hi. Yeah. Randomly. Yeah. And it was just so beautiful because she, you, there's moments with clients where it connects for them. Yeah. And you can see them understand that our loved ones really are in non-physical, checking in on us, looking after us. And you could see that click for her. They're like, okay. They're really checking in. They're really still there. They might oh. not be in a physical body, but they're still there. Yeah, for sure. I know there's many sessions where I feel like I'm even blown away at what comes through. It's yeah. so <laughs> You're like, it's so funny to me because like, you know, imposter syndrome is very real. And I think doing this work when you're not working with something tangible can also kind of like make it flare up. Right. Yeah. And I, I think like those moments, it's kind of like, all right, well, I'm clearly not making any of this up because it's all lining up and the, you know, the client's making sense and these things are very specific. Right. So, um, but it's, it's, it's beautiful to have this, um, connection and I believe everyone can have it if they just open themselves up a little bit. Yeah. And dig through some of the, the stuff that they need to release and let go of and uh, trust what they're receiving. I think oftentimes it comes through so subtle that we brush it off, right? Yes. But right, I mean, so when you're working on a client and and same with me, if I work on a client and then I get a flash of my left knee, like, oh, that's really weird or their knee, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, Or my knee starts kind of aching just for a half of a second. It's, it's like, I'm, I'm very aware of the subtle things that come through and Mm -hmm. you know, that it's not our story. It's not our stuff Mm -hmm. to pass that message. Anyway, I think that's really Mm -hmm. important to, to share anyway. Yeah, I agree. And I definitely agree with you that it's very subtle. Like when I first started 
doing mediumship, I would get these like little things that would happen like in my body, right? Or like, I would just hear little things or get little bits. And I'd be like, I don't know what that was. Maybe I'm distracted, right? Um, But as I kind of did my own work around just my own, you know, I have for a good majority of my life have experienced anxiety, which was just tied to deeper wounding, right? And as those things kind of healed, the anxiety just kind of subsided. And thankfully, I was able to do that naturally. Also experienced a lot of depression. A lot of that went away with the deeper wound healing. And so able to pick up on those subtleties has been a lot easier. And, you know, as much as I, I'm not going to lie, meditation is not like my favorite thing, but I do it. I do it and I do it consistently, but it's kind of like, for me, it's like going to the gym, right? Like sometimes I don't want to be there, but I know like it's good for me. So I'm just going to do it. Yeah. I've been playing around with some astro projecting lately, which is pretty wild. So there's a system to it. You have to get into it in order to launch yourself out of your body. So it's kind of cool. That's amazing. Yeah. You also do a lot of work with quantum healing which I'm fascinated by. Yeah. Quantum healing. So wild. And I think this is part of me going through hygiene school, becoming a hygienist, leaving hygiene and starting a spiritual business. Right. Because I know some of the body, right. I mean, we have some AMP anatomy physiology, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I have, I quantum healing was kind of a weird thing that came through probably a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. And I had a real young client who had back pain And my guides showed me how we can fix it immediately. And it was so cool. It was like, okay, let's do it. And I just sent light into her body and put it down into her back. And it just melted her back pain away. It was awesome. And then I started doing it for people who had headaches and um, hip replacements that went wrong. And people started bruising in their hands and their feet. And mind you, this is over Zoom all around the world. It Mm -hmm. just started kind of blowing up. It's like people needed it. Yeah. So once my angels who are what I uh, would call Archangel Andromedan, so I'm Mm -hmm. very galactic. I I have a a connection to the galactic world as you Mm -hmm. probably do too on many levels. Um, They work through my body and my hands will turn blue. So this is where my dreams started coming true, right? From Mm. years ago of seeing my hands turn blue and doing healings on people. That's exactly what is happening. And uh, I I will be sitting at my desk and I can just see a holographic image of their body. And I'm just working through their body. I'm adjusting spine alignment. And I know... I'm no doctor. I always tell clients that like, Hey, you know, you should always get your doctor's advice and see a doctor and all of this. Let's see if we can work through your body and adjust a few things, see how you feel. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. It it helps with PTSD and depression and, and muscle issues, skeletal issues, auric stuff, right. Um, Seeing different energies and, and, aligning chakras and all of that. And, and it's not just doing the work, it's teaching them how to do it too. So education is a huge part of that. Going back, healing childhood wounds, um, pulling out cords, right. And, and neutralizing and filling yourself back up with the light for full and utmost healing, indefinite healing. Yeah, it's really a wild animal. And so how do you explain all of that on a website, right? It's like, <laughs> oh my gosh. And 
it's forever just mutating and growing and changing into different aspects that I've never done. Every session, I'm like, oh, I've never done this before, but we're doing it. You know, it's cool. Yeah, that's incredible. I There really isn't like a short, succinct way to describe a lot of this work. I'm like, I, if anything, it'd be like more of like a visual, perhaps an interpretive dance. But like, there's like no, like, there's, you know, I, I like you, like I call myself a medium, but I'm like, there's so many other things that we're doing in sessions and with people. But yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that quantum healing is super fascinating. And it's something that I absolutely believe in as well. Like, I kind of feel like, you know, especially with, uh, the client from, you know, the story that I shared with her Alexa going off for three days, right? Like, I I feel like if anyone's ever seen the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once, like, I feel like everything is just existing at one time. And the fact that, you know, we can heal instantly or provide relief and then that healing can be continued or that someone can be receiving messages or finding things having a nudge to find like a notebook like you shared right beforehand where it just it just kind of happened well that didn't really just happen there were events right your your client had a nudge to go through that box and to find that notebook yeah thousand percent yeah and so I don't think that those things just happen I think that our loved ones our angels our guides they're existing in this space that doesn't have the restrictions of lateral time like we experience here in the physical. And one of the things with quantum healing is no limitations. There's no limitations, right? Because all the healing that you're doing is always in the highest and best. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, as you're talking about healing in different ways, it's, it's manipulating energy is mm -hmm. what it is feel, you know, and if we have limitations of like, oh gosh, there's no way I could take away my back pain or there's no way I could help somebody. Well, then there isn't. Mm -hmm. But you know, when I do quantum work, I, I, if I see somebody who doesn't believe in what I do, they're not going to receive from me. They're so walled yeah. off. They're so blocked off as you know, even for, yeah. you know, sessions for mediumship yeah. readings, you know, if there's, if their wife says, oh my gosh, you have to go see them, you know, and then they come in or over the phone or whatever it is, but they're just so walled off. They're not going to yeah. receive. No, or expecting a specific answer. Oh yeah. Right. Like, yeah. So, yeah. If you get somebody who expects to talk to a certain person, it's not like you can yank them down and say, listen, we're talking, mm -hmm. we're having this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. I, I, uh, it's, it is funny. Like sometimes I feel like, you know, the sessions I've had that I feel like weren't the most beneficial for the client. And thankfully I've only had a couple of them, small handful. It was clients who came in and they were just so closed off and they were like, this is the specific answer that I want. Don't give me anything else. And I'm like, look, I realize that you're paying a lot of money for this session, but you're not paying me to lie to you. And that's definitely not something I'm going to do. And so that openness is really important. One of my, you know, I don't necessarily align with Christianity, but I do look at Jesus as a great healer and a great metaphysical practitioner. And something that always stood out to me was the part in the Bible where he would do healings. And he would say, now go and tell no one because 
other people's doubt and fear can also influence the energy of something that perhaps you believe in if if that belief isn't firmly planted and they can you know just plant that seed of fear and doubt and so when you have clients that are coming to you and you know you're doing quantum healing are they expecting it to just be fixed forever or do they embrace that this is a continued effort of work beyond just this time with you um that's interesting because i always tell them you never know what to expect right the spirit yeah. world has their own agenda for you what they're yeah. showing me may not be your top agenda mm-hmm. but maybe they need to work on mental mind stuff and you yeah. want to work older right but this needs to change for your shoulder to feel better yeah so yeah that comes through and i always tell people if you have expectations go ahead and toss them out the window because <laughs> it's going to be different than what you think it is every time every time totally totally and have you used quantum healing to help yourself in your own journey absolutely yeah if i wake up with a headache yeah. Then I go through all the things that I know to be true to heal where this came from mm-hmm. or shoulder pain or anything. Absolutely. I, and I teach that too. I teach people how to heal their own bodies. Yeah. That's amazing. You do a lot of events in the uh, Tacoma area. Mm-hmm. And so, and you do this beautiful metaphysical market that was really big last year and you're doing it again this year. And if you wouldn't mind giving us just like a sneak peek of what people can expect and when that is and, and all that yummy information. Yeah. That the last market, we expected 400 people to show and over 800 people showed. And so we were asked not to come back. (laughs) (laughs) a a ball buster so to speak for us because we had already like you know made a deposit for the next one and so we had to scratch that one and really start all over again and so our next market uh, glow metaphysical market is down at the waterfront on Reston there's a private event space above the market that's a little over 4,000 square feet and that will be full of metaphysical vendors so crystal vending oh candles all sorts of metaphysical products items cbd i mean everything and then we'll have a kind of a quiet closed off space up there that is all readings reflexology healings reiki all of that And, um, you know, it's free to the public, but the first hundred people who show, we offer swag bags. So every person who is part of the market, all the vendors, they put something in these swag bags. And I've never seen such a craze before. It was so cool. We had like 200 people, maybe more than that, standing and lined up out the door before we opened the door at the last market. It was so wild showing up like an hour and a half early to get a swag bag, you know, with coupons and all sorts of stuff. So we'll do that again. That was super successful and I loved it. It was fun. Oh, but that's amazing. And, yeah, lots of like local um, shops downstairs and of course, local metaphysical upstairs. And so. around what month is that going to be? 
Yep. So that's July 29th of 2023. Amazing. Yep. Right down near the waterfront. And then after that, I mean, we have retreats that we run. My next retreat is in September, the end of September, and we're doing Thailand. So Thailand. And then the next one after that will be Bali in February. So, I mean, it's just, we're just going all over the place. It's really fun. That sounds so incredible, Jen. Thank you for this amazing conversation today. And um, I'll put your website in the episode notes so people can find you. But if you wouldn't mind just sharing your website and um, how people can find you on, on the interwebs as well. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much, Travis. I just want to say thank you. I appreciate you. It's been an honor to talk with you. Um, all of my booking is through our website. I have two other intuitive healers, one that speaks with animals, one who is really deep into Reiki and, and tarot. And it's uh, glowspiritualhealing.com. So I'm also active on Facebook and Instagram. There's a lot of scammers out there, as you know. So um, <laughs> I don't you up, you have to come to the website to book. So if you're being asked to be friends and to, um, you know, share your information on the web, you know, it's a scam. It is not me. And, and Jen and glow spiritual healing is verified. So there is no confusion there. Um, she is the only verified account, uh, that is posing as her. I guess I would say, or who's actually her. I don't know. I just confused myself. Jen, thank you so much for an amazing conversation. And thank you for listening to Psychic Happy Hour. We will be back soon with another episode. I love you. And I am incredibly proud of you. <laughs>